Welcome, everybody. It is opening day for the Colorado Rockies, and we are launching a new podcast here called the Blake Street Irregulars. We've named that in part because I'm a literary nerd and I like the Sherlock Holmes reference, but also because we'll have a bunch of different folks that you know in town talking about the Colorado Rockies as their season moves on. This is a young team, an interesting team, a new manager, and a new opportunity for the Rockies to make some noise in the NL West. As always, this is going to be brought to you by our friends at Haters & Co. And Tap 14, you can visit them on Blake Street. You know right where they are, right across the caddy corner from the Coors Field uh, home plate entrance. So you can get there very easily before and after the game. You will probably see me there a whole bunch of times. But with me today as we kick off the season, uh, my radio partner on Mile High Sports, the co-founder of 5280 Sports Network. Uh, he has a television show during football season. You know him. Welcome, Nate Lundy. Hello, Sean. It is fun to be here. A little Blake Street Irregulars. You're making me thirsty, though, talking about Tap 14. Yeah, that happens. And we should, we should tell folks, by the way, that once a month, minimum once a month, we're actually going to do this podcast live on location at Tap 14, up at the rooftop of Haters & Co. and Tap 14. Um, and we're going to be doing the first one of those coming up next Wednesday. Um, Wednesday, the uh, is it the uh, is it the tenth? Am I drawing a blank? The twelfth? What's the date? Wednesday the twelfth. Wednesday the twelfth. Um, so they've got a day game that day, and we're going to do the podcast after the day game. So if you're going to the game, um, come hang out with Sean and the crew to do this podcast live on location at Tap Fourteen. Or if you're somebody that like works around downtown, maybe you can't make it to the game, just come down and have happy hour uh, and enjoy yourself. We're going to be doing the podcast live on location next week, and we hope you'll uh, you'll come hang out with us. It's gonna be it's gonna be kind of a fun time. We might even like Facebook Live it and everything. So we're gonna have some fun with this podcast. Really appreciate Tap Fourteen and Haters and Co. Mike and the crew for uh, sponsoring the podcast, but it's it's here. It's opening day. To me, Nate, this is one of the more exciting seasons for the Rockies in a while because there's so much promise. Now, promise has to turn into production, and, and early on the concern is the Rockies are dealing with a lot of injuries. They're that, sounds top like a, that sounds like a bumper sticker. Yeah. It, well, it has promise been a bumper sticker. Promise has to sticker. turn into production. That is a bumper sticker like, for the Rockies. Henry Ford said that, right? Probably. Maybe. Kind of sounds like it. <laughs> sounds like a thing he'd say. Very inspirational. But the, the Rockies, as we sit here today on opening day, will be facing the Brewers, but they will be facing the Brewers without uh, their major free agent addition, Ian Desmond at first base. They'll be without David Dahl, their, their electric rookie from last year, and without Chad Bettis, who won 14 games for them last year, who is dealing with cancer, and you hope that everything goes well for him, that baseball is secondary uh, for, regarding right. his health. But there's still a lot of excitement about what the Rockies can do because there is so much youth and so much promise. This isn't a team that's filled with a lot of, of older veterans that the Rockies hoping are turning back the clock and they get production out of. This is a team that feels like it's building for, to, to produce now and even down the road. Well, and I, I think that it's a, um, you know, hope springs eternal here. You know, everybody's, you know, everybody's starting off 0 and 0, you know, 0 and 0 on the season. Um, but it's that youth that is both promising and also makes me a little bit nervous because it is that youth that makes you wonder, um, you know, the, the win total at the end of the year. Yes, it's about health. And we know that it's a lo that a lot of it has to do with health. But it's also, you know, how do young guys handle, you know, bad situations in games? How do they handle a 
five game losing streak or, you know, those kinds of things. That's that's the stuff that I find fascinating, almost the psychology part of the game, because I think this is an 80 win team. I'm popping them right there, just barely under 500. I, I think it is. And I know that health has to play a really big part of that. But so does, you know, the youth and having your head screwed on straight. And that's where, you know, Bud Black and, and the coaching and the 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 crew that's there working with these guys, they got their work cut out for them. They do. And I, I am cautiously optimistic. I have them penciled in at 75 wins, which is what they had last year. But it feels like this is, even if they did finish with the same record, a better team because it's not pieces and parts. It's not a Frankenstein monster made up of guys they grab from all over everywhere. But you talk about the youth. Primarily, I think we're talking about the starting rotation, which is it stacks up today. Yeah. John Gray, Tyler Chatwood, Tyler Anderson, and then two rookies, Antonio Senzatella and Your the boat. Colorado product, Kyle Freeland. If you don't listen to our radio show Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 on Mile High Sports Radio, you do not realize how much of a crush Sean has on Sensitive. I really, I really did. Like, I like his game. And I said before spring training even started, I expected him to sneak in and make that rotation. He did that. So I think there's a lot of excitement around a lot of these young guys. Freeland, of course, a first round pick from the Rockies as well. So you have a lot of young pitchers, a lot with upside. And I think, to me, that's where the excitement and the concern comes from. Because, as you said, you don't entirely know how guys react to a bad situation until they're in it. And then you have quite a few mm-hmm. players on this team now, especially in the rotation, that they haven't been in it yet. And at some point, Senzatella and Freeland are going to get smacked around. There's 16 games in April that are either the Dodgers, Giants, or Nationals. All three of those teams are expected to make the postseason. So, I said 80. Because I just I want to lob that out there. And it may turn into one of those freezing cold takes that they make fun of on Twitter. But I'm throwing out 80. What's your what's your number? Well, it's the 75, I think. And so same as last year. It is. Same as last year. So there, I, I guess if I were to look at it, though, Nate, I would say that I, if they were going to go higher or lower, I think they go higher. This is one of the, the first times in a few years where I say, okay, I, think they're about, I don't think they're a 500 team yet. But I, I wouldn't expect them to be worse than 75 wins. I think even if there were some injury concerns, I wouldn't expect that to, to happen unless they were to have something disastrous. They lose Arenado for any stretch of time or something like that. You have Trevor Story back. You know about the power that he brings. Uh, DJ LeMahieu has become a, a hitter that can spray it all over the field. High batting average. The offense shouldn't be a problem, even though from time to time they go on prolonged slumps on the road, which is where the Rockies open this week with four in Milwaukee. Right. Now, you talked about all the games this month against the NL West, and that's what, it, like, this whole season to me, and I, I know this probably seems really stupid to say because it's very obvious, this whole season to me is going to be all about how they perform within the division, what they do in the NL West. Because if you look at last year, this is a team that had a 10 and 9 record against Arizona. They had a 9 and 10 record against both the Padres and the Giants and a 7 and 12 record against the Dodgers. So they were basically 500 against everybody except the Dodgers. And so what I'm hoping for, what I'm looking for out of this team this year, I want to see a 500 record in the division. But what I think needs to happen is, like, the Padres are bad, okay? The Padres are borderline tanking. Yes. I mean, it's intentional. Clayton Kershaw at $33 million makes as much as their 25-man roster. Yeah. So, so to me, 
you might still go seven and twelve against the Dodgers. You might not get the uh, ten and uh, or excuse me nine and ten record that you had against the Giants. But if you can flip the, the that seven and twelve against the Dodgers, if you can flip that and be twelve and seven, maybe even thirteen and six against the Padres, and be maybe a little bit above five hundred against the Diamondbacks, then I think you can be a 500 team within your division. And to me, that that's the one that I feel like I need to see happen over the course of the, um, the, the, the season to know that my idea of them winning 80 is going to happen. Well, that's a good way to look at it. When you look at the NOS, the Rockies are, are in an odd spot. You know, there are two teams that are clearly better than them. There's not any way around that. You don't try to pretend that it's not the Giants and the Dodgers both top five payroll teams in the league the Dodgers number one with 220 million plus those are the teams when you look at them you're right they went 17 to 21 against those two teams quite frankly if they did that again in any combination I think the Rockies would take that four under 500 against those two teams is fine but it was the 19 and 19 against the bottom feeders your Diamondbacks and your Padres that are the difference so change if you were to look at almost like a stock market situation where is my growth potential it's right there it's the fact that they could get better against two teams in the Diamondbacks and in the Padres the Padres especially who really don't seem to be putting a lot of effort into this season because they see the writing on the wall some of the other challenges going forward that schedule like we said 16 games against the Dodgers Giants and Nationals over the course of the month the Rockies also have a few other teams in the National League to contend with it appears to be maybe a little deeper uh, along the road you look at the Nationals you look at the Cubs you look at a, at a team like the Mets who have elite pitching you look at a Cardinals team uh, the Pirates seem to always be in it the National League is pretty deep so the Rockies I think it's fair to say they're looking at a wild card as a realistic outcome for the postseason but to do it they're going to have to get through a thicket of very very good very experienced baseball teams Ooh, a thicket that sounds challenging a thicket brambles pointy thorns yes it's hard to get through it is and it hurts it's not fun i'm not i don't want to talk about thickets so when you look at the team here this way offensively it doesn't seem like there's a lot of holes now i think they have to figure out what to do with gerardo para when David Dahl gets healthy, I think they'll have to take a look at that, and that is expected to happen uh, sometime in April. Ian Desmond is now expected to probably be back by the end of the month, which is a good sign for them where he'll pick up first base. Instead, they have Mark Reynolds, who manned that position last year. Reynolds is uh, probably not elite by any stretch, but the Rockies are familiar with him, and he does have a little bit of pop. So offensively, it seems pretty solid. Defensively, it seems pretty solid. Is this team really all about the pitching, or maybe we overestimating the bats because they do go into slumps on the road? Yeah, I, I think for me, Sean, it's you know I, you know I've joked many times that I want them to just shut off the humidor and just start hitting the ball. Um, you know, I, I do think that the offense is still something that they have to have. I think that you look over the last couple of years, you see a team that you know consistently is performing at a high level compared to the all of the MLB when it comes to offense. The problem was their pitching hasn't bailed them out. And I think they still need that offense because you can't, you know, this isn't an ace pitching staff. And it probably never will be unless they're homegrown. Correct. And so to me, it is very much a, um, the, 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 you can't go through, say, five, six, seven, eight games in a row of cold bats 
Like, I understand it happens every now and then. The law of averages catches up to you. You know, sometimes you're going to score 16 in a game and then you're going to score two. I mean, I, I understand that. But I don't think you can have the kind of challenges where it goes cold for several games in a row because your pitching staff will not be able to frequently bail you out. And so if you go through a dry spell, it's going to hurt. And for the Rockies, this is always the problem. The home road splits for this team are always going to be brutal because the balls don't break at altitude like they do. So when you go on the road, you've seen a bunch of different pitches, and it's always an issue. For the Rockies, uh, last year, the home batting average was a robust 304, and it dropped dramatically to, to 246 on the road. This is always a problem. Now you have a different a uh, manager who can take care of this, and Bud Black is more known for handling pitchers, which, quite frankly, is maybe more important for the Rockies in general. But they have to find a way where there is not that kind of monstrous drop-off because that's how you start getting into a slump, is you tail off like that. They certainly have the players to handle it. The question is, is there some sort of new approach that the manager and his staff can do to maybe keep that, uh, that gap a little bit smaller? We'll find out. This is going to be a big month. It's a huge month. The, the Let's Rockies... remember that you know last year that you know they were at 500 late in the year last year, um, before going through a bad slump in August, and so how things start off, I'm I'm, I'm fascinated by it, but I'm excited by it as well. The Rockies yeah. have these four against Milwaukee to open before they have their home opener against the Dodgers on Friday. But when you get past that, it's only the four against Milwaukee, three against San Diego, and three against Arizona in the final days of the month. Every other team they're playing, the Giants, the Dodgers, and the Nationals, all playoff caliber teams, all elite teams with excellent starting pitching. So April will be a good test for the Rockies, and maybe that's good. Maybe that's what they need. Maybe they need to find out what kind of club they are right off out out of the chute and and see where they go. It will be fascinating because there's a lot of reason to be excited about the young talent on this team and the new sort of approach that they're taking under Jeff Breidich and now with Bud Black and his staff. Is the Breidich barrier still there? It is. Darn it. It's ugly. I was really it's hoping that attractive was, I was really hoping that was going to come down. Nope, it's staying so Gosh, we'll, darn it. we'll get used to All it. Right. But there are new seats. New comfy seats, according to uh, comfy uh, the, the owners. They have switched comfy out all seats. the seats, so we'll find that out on Friday on Com- opening day. Comfy seats. Comfy-er? That, that, that could... All right, I'm not even going to go there. Hey, um, um, as, as you go through with this podcast all summer long, I want to thank uh, Haters & Co. and Tap14, uh, Mike and everybody, for sponsoring it. And I want to remind you again that next Tuesday, April the 12th, um, we will be at, Doing it live! We will be at Tap14, because once a month, minimum once a month, it's actually going to happen sometimes where we do it more than once a month, um, we're going to do this podcast with 5280 Sports Network live on location um and amongst those that will be stopping by guys like paul clee from the gazette so we're going to get a chance to do that live so if if it's uh one of those day games where we're doing it afterwards uh if you're going to the game we hope you'll come post game with us um we're actually going to have a microphone set up where fans can jump on the podcast with us um ask questions just talk about this team if they want to um or if you're just somebody that happens to work near downtown or anything like that and you're just looking to have a little happy hour on a wednesday afternoon you can come join us at tap 14 but the first one of those will be next week tap 14 with all those colorado craft beers those constantly rotating taps you get all the great micro brews from around the state and of course all of the colorado spirits as well so if beer is not your thing 
You can also check out all the Colorado spirits they have. It's all there at Tap 14, the rooftop of Haters & Co. If you haven't been there before, you got to go check it out, and uh, we hope you will do so, whether it's for opening day or uh, for next Wednesday when we do the podcast live. So thanks to them for sponsoring this. Yeah, looking forward to being there uh, over the course of the year, absolutely. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm... Psh- I'm there anyway most of the time. Yeah, you can, that's where you can, season, find, you can so. find Sean and I there frequently. Um, so we hope you'll come down. And again, you take advantage of these great spring days. Yes, it's going to be beautiful out there. So exciting times ahead for the Colorado Rockies one way or another. It feels like a page has turned. We will see what is on those page as the months and weeks go by. So for Nate Lundy, I'm Sean Drotar. Thank you for joining us on the Blake Street Irregulars. We'll catch you next week. This is a 5280 Sports Network production.